Welcome back to the Manga Revolution Podcast, your home for the best in-depth commentary on the latest happenings in the anime and manga worlds. And on today's episode, we're actually going to be talking about the newest Shonen Jump manga titled Fabricant 100 by Daisuke Inoshima. And as always, I'm your host, Kevin. And with me today is the returning Rock. Rock, how have you been, buddy? Oh, back and better than ever. Great to be here, Kevin. I am I am tanned, rested, happy from being in Miami. So I'm ready for plenty of uh, podcasts going forward for this year. Yeah, I've missed you on the last few. I know I've been doing some <laughs> solo podcasts uh, without you of like covering the other new Shonen Jump mangas. And, um, but I'm glad to have you back for this one because it, it seems like th- this may be a big one or maybe not. So we'll, we'll, we'll right. find out together. So yeah, I'm good, good to have you back and I'm glad that you're well rested. I need to do this more often, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you and i both buddy um but yeah so um but before we get into the review um as always we want to do some quick housekeeping uh you could follow the work rock and i do on conquerrevolution.com where we post a bunch of features and reviews um recently rock actually just posted a feature on a man of uh, masters of the universe toy and you, you could check that out and See see if that's the new toy is something you should be buying for Christmas or or not. So Kevin, check that, that out. At- toy sold out. The camo con figure sold out in thirty minutes. But what was worse, by about the twenty minute mark, people the, the website was basically just slowing every <laughs> throttling everyone down. So even if you were able to get it from the twenty minute and thirty minute mark, it took you forever. Oh my god, it's like so, you, it never it's never smooth. These these kind of releases, they're never smooth. Sorry, telling me that this this Masters of the Universe toy was hotter than even the Taylor Swift tickets. Is that what you're telling me right now? <laughs> Yes, just as hot. <laughs> oh, wow. I wouldn't have expected that, but all right. But like I said, you could check the, uh, what Rock wrote up about that toy that may, you, you may or may have not missed out on, on purchasing for Christmas. So you can check that out at conquerrevolution.com. Um, and also the, on the website, you could also check out our library of Manga Revolution podcast episodes where, like I mentioned before, I've been reviewing all the latest Shonen Jump manga that includes Cypher Academy, Ichinose's Family's Deadly Sins, and I- Ichigoki's Under Control. All those uh, reviews and, and uh, podcast episodes covering those uh, Shonen Jump mangas are on the ConquerRevolution.com, so you could check that out there. And you could also follow the Conquer Revolution on Twitter at CBU Revolution, and you can follow the Manga Revolution podcast on Twitter at the Manga Podcast. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and Hive whenever Hive comes back at the Kevin Lainus and on Instagram at, at Kevin L07. Rock, where can we find you, buddy? Uh, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Rock with two Ks Revolution. Awesome. Well, uh, that gets us into what we're going to be covering today of Fabricant 100 by Daisuke Inoshima. Um, but before we get Get into the first chapter. I want to give a quick background on Inoshima's work, uh, just so that everyone's aware of like his history at Mangaka. Inoshima actually started off pretty recently, where he debuted in Jump Giga's Summer 2020 with a one shot called Atame no Nai Futari, and then after that, in 2021, uh, Inoshima wrote another one shot manga title, uh, Suki Kuri, in a Weekly Shonen Jump, and then later in 2021, Inoshima actually did a one shot for uh, Fabricant 100, which was known as in Japan as Jinzo Ningen 100 uh, and he did a one shot like that's really like a pilot and that one actually won Inoshima the Golden Future Cup for, for that year and because it won the Golden Future Cup and it got so much positive reception that Shonen Jump actually greenlit the Jinzo Ningen 100 to be an ongoing series. It's been about a year since that, that one shot pilot that came out. And now we got the full ongoing series. Rock, what do you think of that quick kind of rise for Inoshima? It's incredibly impressive. Uh, that's a lot to accomplish in a short amount of time. I'd not heard of Inoshima at all. And so your backstory on him was very helpful. That's that's that is impressive for sure. It definitely lets you know that Shonen Jump certainly sees uh, a lot of potential and success 
in this guy going forward. So I'm curious to see. I'm curious mm-hmm. to see how how this goes with his first real big ongoing title. Yeah, and I think the thing that caught my eye, and this happens with a lot of Shonen Jump, because like I'm not sure people have heard, but like One Piece, Naruto, and others like that also have had similar starts where they get one shots, and then after those one shots, which are really treated more like pilots of like saying, "Hey, here's our idea." A rough idea, but let's see what the reception will be. And after that, Shonen Jump will like green light it and say, Hey, let's turn this into a full series. The mangaka will actually rework that one shot for the first chapter. So the first chapter usually isn't exactly the same as the one shot pilot. Uh, it's just taking elements, and usually the main two, like two or three main characters that are introduced in that one shot are the stars of the chapter, and then they flesh it out with more characters and stuff like that. And with Inoshima, he actually just had a, about a year to work on this, it seems like. Because um, he won the Golden Future Cup with Jinzo Ningen 100 back in late 2021, because it published, I believe, in October of 2021, mm-hmm. and when so and we're in December of this year, so it's been a, he's had a year about to work on it. So it's interesting to see that he's been given this um, long time to like develop it, and we'll see if that you can actually tell that with the first chapter. And, which we'll get into it here in a little bit. So like I said, we're going to be reviewing the first chapter of Fabricant 100, which is known in Japan still as uh, Jinzo Ningen 100. And with the first chapter, we open up with a, a story about a doctor, which we learned that is fixated on creating the ideal human being. And so he cre- started creating all these dolls that actually turn out to be what he calls fabricants in, in, in order to create these perfect human beings. But unfortunately for the doctor, when he once he created the 100 fabricants, he ends up dying um, and the fabricants... Once the doctor passes away, decide, you know what, we're going to continue the doctor's search by of creating the ideal human being by stealing the human flesh of other people. And that brings us to the present day where one of these fabricants ends up rushing a, a train and stealing a woman and dumping her in the forest after stealing her, gouging out her eyes and leaving her mm. corpse for dead. We have that of like all these fabricants running around and doing this stuff to, to human beings. Um, a couple of days after uh, this woman is found dead uh, with her eyes gouged out, a little boy with, with looks like a, a handler um, is investigating this. And we find out that he, this little boy, his name is Ashibi Yao, who's from a famous family that actually got murdered horrifically. Um, because they and they were known for having a very long lifespan along with a youthful appearance throughout their lifespan. And we find out that Ashibi actually um, witnessed his entire family get wiped out by the fabricants. And in order for him to just survive like the fabricants attack on his family, um, he's, he said out loud that my family line were at our most our, our most perfect form when we, we reached the age of 18. I'm only 14 years old, so that gives me four years. But I will make a deal with any of you guys that if you kill all the other fabricants and annihilate them at, when I turn 18, I will turn myself over to you and you could have to do whatever you want with my body as long as we kill all the other fabricants. Um, so w- one of the, f- the fabricant that accepts the offer ends up being the hundred fabricant that the doctor created. Um, and she says that I'm the most powerful because I'm the last one created and I will take you up on your offer just so I could have your perfect your perfect body when you're 18 years old. That brings us back to the present day where uh, Ashibi cuts his cuts his arm, um, lets go of the blood that draws out the fabricant that stole that uh, woman's eyes from earlier, and fabricant 100 ends up killing the um, the fabricant, kind of solving that murder case for for everybody. 
and getting revenge. And that brings us down to 82 fabricants that are left in the world. And that's really where we end the chapter. Rock, where, what did you think of this chapter overall? I thought this chapter was solid. It definitely seems that Inoshima had it. You could tell where he took the time to give plenty of backstory for this world that we're in. And I do appreciate that. It doesn't feel rushed at all. It feels very well organized, very well thought out. I like that Inoshima takes a plenty of time to just let you know right up front about this mysterious scientist who created the fabricants. I like being, you know, you don't, I want some secrets, sure. You know, there, you always have to have a mystery here or there, right? But I, don't keep everything hidden from me. It's it's really frustrating as a reader when you have a new title and the author purposely keeps everything from you and you're in the dark. You don't know what the hell's going on. You don't know what this title, the setting is like, the world is like. And I think we get a good sense of how the fabric, fabricants were created, how they operate, what's their motivation. And then we are, once we've done, filled in the, the, the world, right? We meet our main character in Yeshiva, Yeshibi, the Fabricant 100, the sidekick character, and then we get the mission for the title, right? Fabricant 100 kills all the Fabricants. Yeshibi turns 18. She gets his perfect body. Boom. So, backstory, setting, plus mission statement, introduce two characters, go. You did everything from a technical standpoint, Kevin, that you should do with a chapter one. Technically, zero complaints with how this issue was written. Yeah, I, I think that that's the thing I'm most impressed with, especially having re looked at the other manga that have debuted uh, so far in this uh, last batch with, uh, of the four and this being the last of the four. Yep. That just how efficient the entire story was really like Very. you like while well, I put together the flashbacks all kind of together here just for. So I could get through the synopsis real quick. Um, <laughs> but I, I did like that he spread the flashbacks apart where like we open up with the with, with the initial one of like kind of giving you a tease of like this doctor wasn't completely maybe right in the head. He he allowed his <laughs> obsession with he let, allowed his obsession with the ideal person to just fit, be that his entire the rest of his life whenever he did get that fixation. Um, and then as we slowly peel back the layers with the, the next flashback we get to the doctor, that's where we get the more darker turn. We see that the doctor was not benevolent whatsoever. Oh. Any hints of that and from that in, initial first page is gone right away. And you are left with knowing that, hey, this doctor, he didn't care about what it meant to have an ideal human being out there. Yep. He just wanted to create it because he was obsessed with that idea. Right. Um, and he didn't care what happened afterwards. And you could tell like that that's what the cause and effect of this of like his search for the ideal human being is, is creating basically these like Frankenstein, uh, Dr. Right. Frankenstein type monsters yeah. of, um, out in the world. And now, and we know that there's at least 82 of them out there. So, mm -hmm. um, so th that, that's like, I, I did like that of like, cause initially sometimes whenever we get these doctor type characters, we don't get that. And like, I, I'm glad that, Inoshima like at least took that risk of like, Hey, you know what this initial character we're introducing and the doctor character, he was not a good guy. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it of like him nope. being a good guy. I'm going to, I'm going to get it right in right away, like halfway into the chapter, like clear it up. He was not looking to do anything 
right. good or like good or even bad. He was just looking to do something because he he had this obsessive compulsive disorder of creating the ideal human being. Exactly. Very amoral. But I'm glad yeah. we get that up front. Yeah. So and again, I, I think that that just gets into of like also kind of creating the, the the rules of this world as well. Like we're 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 in a regular setting. This isn't this is kind of more and I, I like the setting especially too of like they're not setting it in modern times. They're kind of setting it a little bit back in like it seems like the 1960s, 70s, like 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 1950s or something like that. I kind of you know what I pegged it at? I pegged it as at the steam uh, the steam steam era. So like late 18 because her dress is kind of like a Victorian dress. Oh, so okay. maybe like maybe yeah. like the turn of the century, you know, like late eight yeah. like eighteen eighty to, to nineteen ten, yeah. twenty, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm and like I said, I'm glad that they they set it back in an like an older period of be, yeah. just because that does immediately get get into of like, hey, we don't have really technology that like a lot of advanced technology here, right? This is really more. It, it almost does definitely feel like the old Frankenstein, Doctor Frankenstein movies. I'm like, yes, th- 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 this is set in a time period where these monsters are are a new thing. Like we're, we're not dealing like with a My Hero Academia thing of like superpowers or anything like this this is monsters co- like co- coming to life in a world that was not expecting them whatsoever um so I, again like i said i like that quickly setting up the rules that way um maybe we'll see adjustments later on mm-hmm. but it seems like the only special thing that we have in terms of ashibi is that his family had a long lifespan which also adds a mystery of why they have a long lifespan yep. um and kind of teasing that a little bit and why he has like his family had perfect blood and uh or perfect genes. Um, so that that is another mystery that we we have here and set up, and I like that. But he's not keeping it where it doesn't feel supernatural right now, but he leaves the door open to be supernatural at a later point. And again, it's it's just a good way to tease the reader, and I think that it's really good setup. No, I totally agree. You get a great sense of the world, and I that's what you and I always talk about. Just give me a really good flavor of what the world is what the rules are and how everything's going to operate moving forward. Give me that. That is so important when you debut a new title and he does that with this opening chapter. I mean, really it's, it is really, it's so well done from a technical standpoint. I also like that not only do we get the mission statement about what, what we're going to be doing going forward, we have that fabricant 100 has to eliminate all the other fabricants. And then when Ashibi turns 18, she gets his body. We also learned that oh hey by the way on this mission uh the fabricants can't just simply run away from fabricant 100 they are compelled due to their basically how they were created by the mad scientist the doctor right they're compelled even if even if it means their doom they're compelled to run toward the the perfect flesh which in this case would be ashibi which means ashibi now going forward he's the perfect bait because he's got the perfect flesh the other fabricants can't help but rush to him yeah even though Fabricate 100 is more powerful and will kill them, they still have to rush to them. So now we understand why these lower powered fabricants would want to fight, you know, fall for the trap and want to fight Fabricate 100. Y- yeah. You got your explanation. And I like that they're also setting up a tone of like, we're going, this is a series that's going to be at least initially going to be a murder mystery series where Ashidi yeah. and Fabricate 100 are going to be going out finding out where like the fabricants are killing these people to steal right. because they, they, they found these perfect human, like perfect ideal body features. Cause they're not actually finding the perfect human. Cause like right now, at least Ashibi's the only one and the last survivor of that. Um, and 
it's going to be interesting to see how like he continues working into murder mystery because I did like that Ashibi understanding that like specifically attracting to blood that like his blood so there it's not that they're just all over him or like around him but they have to smell his blood and he has to go to the areas where these fabricants are because he knows that usually the fabricants won't be far away from whatever murder scene is or at least a cup for at least a couple days mm-hmm. um so I, I do like that setup of like oh yeah they're not just attracted to him he has to attract them like he has to purposely choose it or he has to like bleed or something like put out a smell or something like yeah. that so i like that at least they're showing that he's smart in his own way even though he can't defend himself he has to rely on fabricant 100 I, I like that again they're sending up this murder mystery type tone for for the series as well absolutely it's it's a nice it's a nice touch it's a good vehicle to get them adventuring across this world as they look for because all these fabricants who are they're in hiding. They they don't yeah. want to be found. So the only way to find them is to go where the crimes are and then adventure ensues from there. Yeah. And, and the other thing I, I liked about this uh, first chapter is that it set up it sets up that Fabricant 100 isn't just a deuce ex machina character um, yes. because there there is a reason why like given to right. you of like she is going to uh, has her own purpose in this of like. I'm helping you out because I want you to maintain your perfect body. And she constantly does this throughout this chapter. I, I thought they added nice comedy to this of like, she is so worried about Ashibi maintaining his perfect body. Even like when he cuts himself or even when like he's eating a hamburger, she's a like, hamburger. like, like, I don't want you to choke. I don't want you to choke. Yeah. Like I should, I should chew it for you or like, and yes. things like that of like, you're like, Oh, that's weird. A weird way to start it off. And then once you get into it, you understand all she's doing is making sure that he's, perfectly healthy and like he's going to have the best body possible like his like his family when they reached 18 because that's all she that's her main motivation and i like that just because again you're setting up the two main characters of what their motivations are in this you're setting up fabricant 100 even like as she is like right now the strongest fabricant you're 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 giving her more layers than just being like oh she's the one that's doing all the fighting and I, i do like that she has her own set of motivations so that way she's not just like this robotic character or this do sex mocking of like, hey, Ashibi's in danger. Let's just get her involved in the fight. She has her own. She has an actual reason to get involved in the fight and and to protect Ashibi and to always be protecting him. Yeah, I agree. Once once you learned, you know that. Okay, so the power of the fabricants is is controlled by how new they are. So the later the model fabricant, the more powerful it is. And she's fabricant one hundred, the last one, so she's the most powerful one. So she is stronger than all the rest of them and at first you know she's very op it's like without the motivation of preserving a shibi's body so she could get it when he turns 18 without that motivation you're right she just becomes kind of like a real boring op character that doesn't really serve I mean, it's just there just to solve all the problems really conveniently and that's not that interesting. This at least gives her character a little bit of a, a, an interesting wrinkle to it, you know, and it makes the reader go, okay, well, um, you know, he's 14, Ashibi's 14 right now. What What's going to happen four years later? Will she have formed a bond with him? Will she have changed her feelings toward him? Will she no longer want his body by then? Or will she not care and still take his body? It It, it adds an interesting element to the relationship to keep you a little bit more interested than if she was just this OP robotic yeah. killer. Yeah. And I, and I like that again, both, both characters, both main characters have 
their own reasons for doing the same, basically the same goal at this at the end of the day. Because again, Ashibi was smart enough to realize, even though he had this traumatic experience, which we see in uh, of like the Fabricans killing his entire family, he was well aware enough of that in his emotional state to be like, "You guys are killing my family because you're after uh, after our body parts, after our blood." All right, I'm going to try and convince one, at least one of them. If I could convince one of them, right. I, I, I'm able to get out of this alive and get my revenge. And I'll, it's it, it's a good way of doing the kind of Bruce Wayne turn up with this with the kid, um, while making the character feel like an original idea almost. Even though, like, obviously, maybe it probably isn't an original idea, but at least it, ge- yeah. it gives off the idea of like, yeah. hey, this is an original story. We're not doing do, copying just everybody else. It, it, it also he has it gives him a her- heroic side as well right it's not just revenge yeah. it's also heroic because his motivation is that i want to prevent other people from suffering the yeah. loss and the pain that i have suffered with my family dying so if i can convince one replicant to kill all the uh, replicant see yeah. kevin you're my brain i was gonna talk about this later um <laughs> convince one fabricant to kill all the rest well i can prevent and then mm-hmm. I give myself that one remaining one. I have now prevented hundreds of other people from suffering the pain and loss that mm-hmm. I have suffered from one of their loved ones being killed by one of these fabricants. So it gives them a heroic side as well. So yeah. sacrificing yeah. Uh, heroic side. Yeah, it's, it, 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 like, like I said, I think what it reminded me of is uh, like a Bruce Wayne character type thing of like Bruce Wayne. He didn't want like anyone else to suffer the pain that he did of losing his parents. So that that's why he trained and be- turned himself into Batman and Kind of, and Ashibi kind of has that same similar origin. He doesn't want people to suffer like he did by it because of these fabricants that he knows are out there. Um, and it'll be interesting to see because, like, the one thing that wasn't clear to me is that if Ashibi knew this ahead of time of like about the fabricants, and that's why he was able to convince one of them because we don't have enough details of the doctor, right? And if he is actually part of the Yao family, family or or not. Yeah. Because True. like they talk about perfect fa- like a perfect ideal human being, and right. they do talk about Ashibi's family being seen at least in the society as perfect human beings because they don't age or like they age, but they age very slowly, so they keep their youthful appearance, and they were known for living hundreds like over a hundred years. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see if there is a greater tie between Ashibi and the original Doctor because th- there are some hints of that, but. Mm-hmm. They and because again, like I said, it's it's the one thing that was too convenient is that Ashibi was able to trick one of them because it seems like he has previous knowledge, but that's not clear. Yep. And it's gonna be interesting to see if they clear that up of like Ashibi knew ahead of t- like Ashibi or his parents or somebody knew before they were attacked about these fabricants being out there. That's possible. That's an interesting angle on the Yao family's youth, you know, eternal youthfulness was is public knowledge. Everybody knows about it. The family's famous for it. So it, yeah. Hey, look, it wouldn't surprise me if there is some sort of connection between the Yao family and this mad doctor. And that would not surprise me the least bit. Yeah. So, yeah, and no, I'll, I'll be interested in that. And like I said, it, 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 it it's a good teaser because I think, again, it's 55 pages. You have to set up the, the entire world. You have to set up the characters and all that stuff. Give us all, all this stuff. And, you, and I did like that Inoshima had this kind of almost like I got to treat this as a pilot episode for even like a, an anime or like the first 30 minutes of a movie where those are always the most important of setting up, let's set up the world, let's set up our main characters. And then we'll let the rest of the chapters 
like dig into the world, flesh things out more. Um, but I just need to present the reader with the, with er, like at least the core concept and the rules. And that that's what I really liked about this because that that's what it felt like. And I think that the most successful first chapters give you that of like, because again, the future chapters could introduce more characters, could introduce mm-hmm. other concepts and stuff like that, but you need to have the core of it introduced in the first chapter. And I think that's what this first chapter did. Um, no doubt about it. It's done very well. Uh, like again, t- I mean, I'm telling you, it's it's like from a technical standpoint, Enoshima put on a clinic. This is everything you got to do with the with the first chapter to your new title. Very yeah. impressive. And that kind of gets us into also the artwork. What, Rock, what did you think of the artwork on this? Because Enoshima, in, in at least in terms of what I found, I didn't see him be an assistant for anybody or anything like that. Huh. So um obviously he'll be inspired by other mangaka but what did you think of the art style in terms of this being really the first ongoing series for him and setting up this first chapter i gotta tell you now that you tell me that you couldn't find any information about him being an assistant for somebody else that honestly surprises me kevin because his art is really quite strong in this number one chapter and like you and i talk about a lot kevin often for a new mangaka right who's just starting out on their first series, ongoing series, the art can be a little, eh, it can be a little on the rough side in the beginning. It's not usually slick and polished in the beginning. And then as they mature and progress and gain more skill and, and really grow into themselves, it gets more and more polished. Uh, the Enoshima being a new mangaka and not, we can't find him, you know, being an assistant somewhere else. This art is much better than if you just told me that, Kevin, before I read the chapter, I would not have had high expectations for the artwork. Let me put it to that way. OK, and the art on this is very nice. It's it is it's clean. It is well done. It's got nice detail. Uh, yes, some of the panels, you know, the background is is non-existent on a lot of them. But you know what, Kevin? On quite a few panels, he does put the effort in putting in some background. So it's not like it's nothing but, you know, empty panels in the background where you're only focusing on the characters. That's not true. A fair amount of the panels also have a pretty nice background to them as well. The characters all look good. The facial expressions are are quite well done and help to convey a lot of emotion to the reader that the Dialogue heavy scenes are just as interesting to me because the characters are so well done and their facial expressions are so well done. The dialogue heavy scenes are interesting looking and the action scene, we only get one real action scene and it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty well done. I am impressed by the artwork again for a brand new, for a new mangaka, the first chapter of their first ongoing this artwork is better than I would ever expect in that situation. Yeah. And I think the thing that caught my eye was that I know, like we talk about it, the concrete side of things, there's a Marvel style, there's a DC yes. style, like a traditional and this manga, definitely out of all the other ones that we've read in this batch of new, new manga, yep. this one reminded me of like, this is the style I would expect from a, a new manga series of like, if you give me a manga, yes. this is what, this is like the, the character designs and like mm-hmm. even the backgrounds and stuff like that. Uh, what I would expect a, a manga to look like. And that that's really mm-hmm. the vibe I get from this is that like, he, Inoshima is not going to be redefining the styles that 
like maybe oh, like no. Spike Family or something like that has right. like a diff- different unique style. This one definitely feels very traditional manga. Absolutely. Um, and, and I like that just because he's keeping it simple, like especially right now yes. where you got the first chapter, it is 55 pages there. He's drawing 55 pages. So that's a lot to do as a as, since you're not doing that as creative. It's on your own. Yep. It is your first ongoing manga. So I think keeping it simple, even the character designs of like all the women are in white dresses. The guy and the one the one male character, he's in a striped suit. Very yep. simple designs. Mm-hmm. And that and mm-hmm. again, that 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 is totally fine with me. Like mm-hmm. let, you're just digging into the story. Let's get into the world. The world is not some super outside of the fabricants, obviously. Yeah. But outside of the fabricants, this is a totally normal world. And you could tell that by just the basic designs. And that's yep. not a knock, like the basic design thing is not a knock against Inoshima. It's just like, I could see that, hey, you know what? I just wanted to present my story and he, he could develop a stronger style later on. We see that with a lot of mangaka developing the artwork over time. And I think this is just a good, in terms of just setting that foundations for what, what how he could improve later on. I agree. I And you're right. It's very, it's a very traditional style. The artwork. The only time that you see Enoshima get a little outside of the box, a little unusual, a little stylized, is the one page where uh, the the fabricant that tries to run away from Fabricate One Hundred, the one that is baited by Yashibi's yeah. blood, when he realizes he's back, he, yeah. he, his body compels him to come back. There's a nice big panel shot of a shibi and he's got like his arm out and the blood's coming off and there's like sparkles around it and yeah. how he's perfect bait and the, the fabricant can't run away and you see behind Yashibi is fabricant 100 but she's done in this really freaky very stylized weird design that's yeah. the only time you see enoshima kind of break out from well, the, I, I was gonna say also like the opening page too. I would say is the other one. Uh, where yeah, it's the completely page, different. Yeah. And I yeah. was kind of a little disappointed that for the flashback scenes that he didn't keep that same style for the flashbacks because I thought yeah, that would be a yeah, I, I thought that would be a unique way of presenting flashbacks because so often yeah. like with flashbacks and you know Shima kept the traditional for flashbacks here of like making sure the panels were like the the frame around the panels were black mm-hmm. so to signify this is a flashback. Right. I, I do wish that Inoshima would have implemented that first what he did in the first page of the story for the doctor for the mm-hmm. rest of the flashbacks just to give it a little bit of different tone. But yeah. I understand him going with the traditional uh um manga styling for flashbacks of the black frames for for a page that's a flashback scene. Um but I that that was one thing where I was a little bit disappointed on that he didn't keep that same style from the first page. That would have been a very cool touch if he had done that. I like the black borders to 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 represent a flashback yeah. scene. That that's nice, and I do definitely do appreciate that. Don't don't mistake that. I do appreciate that that artistic approach. But you're right. If they used the the a unique style from the very first page with the doctor all in all the flashbacks, that would have been that would have been a really neat twist on the art. Uh, I I gotta say I like I like the design of. Fabricant 100, you know me, mm. Kevin. I like I like the sexy heroines, but <laughs> but I like her design here. Ah, she's you know big chested, of course. It's it's manga, so you're gonna have a little bit of sex appeal. But I like that she's really conservative, really conservative. Looks like a nanny. I mean, yeah. she looks like a nanny from like the turn of the century, right? Like she could be a Mary Poppins. Yeah, you know. She looks yeah, she like has a very mo- like she has it. a very Mary Poppins. 
yeah. uh, feel to her, at least in terms of look. And I love that. I actually like that because normally this kind of character, this kind of OP character in a manga would be portrayed in a, you know, the kind of style that I like uh, normally. But I like that. I like that. And she goes, ah, no, I'm going to flip the script here and I'm going to make her look like Mary Poppins instead. And it really highlights her violent side even more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the one thing that stood out for her character, and I'm glad that you bring her up specifically, is because the one thing that you get is that while like she has a very turn of the century look to her, what gives yeah. an unsettled, like you feel unsettled anytime she's yes! on screen because of the eyes, the way he yeah. draws the eyes of the character is so like round and, and like you feel like she's not even blinking and you're like, oh, no. this is a little unsettling. Like you get that vibe that she does not blink at all. And yes, I get that. Uh, vibe. <laughs> and, and you and and I like that just because, again, it's unsettling and it leads into the whole reveal that she is Fabricant 100. So, yep. like, again, she is while she has a robotic tendencies, she is super exaggerated. And I think, like, specifically the eyes yeah. help out with the over exaggeration of all the things that she does for uh, uh, she be uh, and, and everything else that she does in, in like any scene that she's in, really. Totally agree. Totally agree. And I also like I, before we, we kind of put a bow on this, I just wanted to mention, I do think going forward with the. Uh, fabricants that Enoshima does kind of hint that each fabricant might have a special unique ability of mm. some sort because this one here makes a point uh, the fabricant in this chapter I guess he's fabricant number 12 he or 17 he makes a point of saying I got special legs they're super strong that's why he can run so fast and I hope this is a hint uh, from Enoshima that hey not all fabricants are going to be the same. They're all they each may have their own neat little unique ability or power, or whatever. Yeah, that'll be very interesting. So, Rock, overall, what do you say? Would you recommend people try out the um, Fabricant One Hundred and um, and just what, what are your final thoughts on this? I, I would say yeah, de definitely try it. it. It is so professionally done. It is so well done uh, that the art is good quality and the construction of the first chapter is it's it's perfectly done according to the checklist of what you need to do with the first chapter i would definitely encourage everyone give the first chapter a try and see if this appeals to you my only concerns I, i'm going to continue reading it because i'm kind of curious to see what happens next i just want to i want to get a little bit more taste of this world and see what we have in store for us to see if my concerns are warranted or not i could be totally off base with my concerns my only concern is that this might become a bit of a repetitious and um anticlimactic read every chapter uh, the reason why i say that is because in this chapter we're already told the later the model, the stronger they are, and that Fabricant 100 is the strongest one, and none of the rest can come close to her. Well, okay, so now there's no drama in any of the battles. I know she's already going to win them all, and there's no drama in getting them to attack them because they can't help but attack when they smell Ashibi's blood. And I know there's no drama in them trying the Fabricants trying to evade Fabricant 100 because they are compelled to attack Yashibi no matter what. So they're compelled like flies coming to a, like a bug coming to a big bug zapper. It can't help it. Right. And she's the big bug zapper. So it, it, 
I, I, my concern is that we're going to have a lack of trauma, a lack of fight psychology, uh, and that that and and it could be repetitious, and that would really kill my interest. That is my concern. Now, again, having said that, Kevin, it's just the first chapter. I could be totally wrong, and Ishima has tons of chances to prove to to prove my fears totally unfounded. That's why I wanted to come back for more. I'm just saying that initially, here are some worries that I have, and I may be totally in the wrong, but they're they're worries that I have at the moment. Yeah, and they're not unwarranted. Again, we see this with some manga series that after the first chapter, they're not able to pick up on everything else. But at least in terms of the foundation for Fabric One Hundred, I think Inoshima laid a strong foundation for for the uh, the series moving forward. And personally, I am very interested to see how he continues this in terms of just expanding the cast beyond uh, Fabric One Hundred and Ashibi. Of now let's see what, what else the world ha- has to offer with what characters are going to be out there. Are there going to be other supporting characters, like ongoing supporting characters, or, are, or is it going to be kind of like a detective Conan type style of like, Oh yeah, we're going to go from one mission to the other with different casts every time. Again, we don't know that. And I'll be interested to see how Inoshima handles the murder mystery side of things and also handles the other fabricants of dealing with their power sets. Are they all kind of as dumb as the Fabricant 12 that we had here, or are they going to be a little bit smarter in how they handle things? Um, But again, I think this first chapter at least gave me confidence that Inoshima has a plan and hopefully that plan works out for him like in following chapters. So I do recommend checking this uh, series out. Hey, Kevin, how do you uh, rate this one, uh, this new title with the other three that we've gotten? So we've gotten four at one time, essentially four in the past couple of weeks, right? I'll go. I'll let you know my opinion. I think Fabric One Hundred is the best by far of the four. Yeah, that was just my impression. How about you? Yeah, I think this same thing for me. I think this one had the best in terms of overall just story pacing, giving you and giving the reader all the information they need about the world, about the characters. Not trying to just hook it with like the ending. It, It has a lot of good different hooks throughout, spread throughout the chapter. And I feel like the others, like with each and all uh, family, I think that it all relied on the hook ending. Whereas yep. like with Cypher Academy, I, my problem was with the MacGuffin of it, of like with the glasses yes. and yes. And, I, and the deuce ex machina of that because it made the yeah. character, look, the main character look weak. Um, and then l- last week's Jigogoki, I think it's a good comedic series, I think in, in tr- compared to this. Um, and I think Ichigoki is a, like the, Outside of Fabric and 100, the other one that was a little bit successful. Again, it's going mm-hmm. to be a lot of kind of like undead unluck of like yep. going to rely on how the comedy is going to work long term. Yes. Whereas mm-hmm. I think this one has more maybe legs because of like it has some traditional sh- uh, shown in uh, shown in manga stylings, but it does have it seems like its own style, its own type of story that it's going to be telling. So I think for me, this is my favorite so far. I agree, but mine too. So again, um, so yeah, I think that's where we're going to end this episode. But before we end this, I do want to let people know that next week we're going to be checking out Trigun. Um, so we're going back into the vault a little bit, and Rock and I are going to be reviewing the first twenty chapters of the original Trigun manga to get ready because both Rock and I are fans of that original anime. I actually have never read the manga, so it's going to be my oh, first wow. time reading re- really? reading the manga actually. And I want to okay. give it a shot, especially with the Trigun Stampede. I want to compare what I remember from the anime and also the manga and see what the upcoming Trigun Stampede that premieres in January. So, Brock, have yep. you read Trigun before? I have. I, I watched the anime, then I read the manga right after it, actually. Yeah, because they, the yeah. anime was on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I like the anime so much. I was like, ooh, 
I got to read the manga. So then I read the manga. So yeah. Oh, it's, nice. It's, okay. It's yeah. So, so we'll have a good wide variety. Of, both of us are familiar with them. Anyway, but Rock has read the manga. So it'll be interesting to see, compare and contrast what our reading experiences will be going back to this older series that we b- were both fans yeah. of. So, so again, check that out. Like that will be our episode for next week. But outside of that, Rock, hopefully you enjoy your football Sunday and I hope everyone else enjoys their, their Sunday as well.